Hey, hey, and welcome to a special episode of the God of Freedom Show. So, in this part, in this little kind of special thing, I'm going to be actually reviewing the movie Spider-Man No Way Home. So, um, I got to warn you right now that there will be spoilers in this episode because there's so much to talk about that I just, I can't talk about it without mentioning things about the movie that are spoilers. So, um... As y'all was warning right now, you got about five seconds to leave, or otherwise, um, it's on you if it gets spoiled, pretty much. So, five seconds starting now. Alrighty, so I hope everyone's gone, unless you don't care about spoilers, and welcome. Anyways, so Spider-Man No Way Home pretty much begins, like... Right where Far From Home ends, which is when, um, if you go back to Far From Home, Mysterio, who died just a little bit ago in the movie, um, not only framed Spider-Man for murdering him, but also revealed his identity. And pretty much the first part of the movie is essentially just kind of his life just going to shambles. Like pretty much been he got he has some uh, legal troubles. Um, that does get solved. But then his life in general will just be followed by the press. Just goes <laughs> complete in other chaos. To the point where him, MJ, and Ned can't even get into a college because of this whole thing. So, in order to fix this, what Peter does, he goes to Doctor Strange. First off, he wants to ask him to turn back time. To the point to kind of stop, go back in time to stop um, Mysterio from doing that. And But, you know, of course, Doctor Strange doesn't have the time stone anymore. And so what he does is um, basically cast a spell that pretty much makes everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And then, you know, during the process of the spell, which is on the trailer, um, Peter starts kind of messing with the spell and then just goes and... The spell gets uh, messed up and then just pretty much rips apart the multiverse. And so then we have pretty much the main point of the movie where um, so we have a bunch of villains from different universes come along. With, like you have Dr. Octopus, you got Grant Goblin, you have Electro, the Lizard, and also Sandman, who's not really a villain too much. I mean, he does become sort of villain, but he has different intentions than them. But I'll get to that in just a little bit. But, <laughs> I know a lot of you are probably wondering, or probably hoping me to get to actual, the actual point, the actual, the crux of this movie. So, a lot of the biggest rumors that were coming out of this movie, um, going like a, pretty much a year back, was that both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were supposedly going to be in this movie. And it was just a lot of back and forth from like Andrew Garfield constantly denying it. Tom Holland was constantly denying it. Like A lot of the cast was just up, up, up in front, like pretty much denying that it was gonna, they're going to be in that movie. And of course, he has a bunch of leaks or rumors and everything, so... Never really had any big confirmation or anything, so 
<laughs> it was really just kind of hoping there would be in there. And the logic is, is that given their villains, because these villains are from their universes, so it makes sense for the Spider-Man to be in there if their villains are in there. And sure enough, actually, both Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield are, in fact, in Spider-Man No Way Home. Which they're in there for about probably the last 30 minutes of the movie. But it's just absolutely phenomenal. Like their, their chemistry together it just is great. Especially between Toby and Andrew. It's kind of just... It's just great seeing them after just many years to them being off screen. Personally, my favorite is Tom McGuire. So it, just, it was a lot of fun seeing him as Spider-Man again. But for the really... I mean, again, they were in there for 30 minutes or so. But, of course, you know, they did help really improve the movie. But overall, the story was just pretty excellent. Pretty much, like, it was a... It felt a lot like Spider-Man. Uh, more, it felt more like a Spider-Man movie than the last two, like Far From Home and Homecoming. Because, really, you see Tom Holland's Peter really coming into the role as Spider-Man. It's really excellent. So, when he, when he, you know, traps all the villains in kind of this dungeon that Doctor Strange has, Doctor Strange wants them to pretty much be sent back, and then a lot of them actually are going to be killed when they get sent back. So Tom Holland's Peter is pretty much like, no, I don't want them to die. Let's kind of help help them out, like kind of change who they are. And then there's this whole kind of fight between. Doctor Strange, and uh, Spider-Man, and actually Spider-Man ends up winning due to the geometry, which is pretty hilarious. So you got that, and then, so Peter pretty much goes through the whole process of trying to really help out these villains to change them. And the first one he changes was actually Doc, Doc Ock. So if you call the Spider-Man 2, um, when he got the arms, he had this little chip in the back of his head, it helps him keep control of the arms. But it got fried during kind of his experiment. And the arms started controlling him. That's why he became a villain. So Peter ends up repairing it. And Agat goes back to his normal his normal self. Which is pretty cool. And then he had like an Electro. He had Sandman. You know, th them two were pretty good as well. I mean, Sandman was never really a bad guy. But he did, I really liked his role in this movie. Kind of just, he wanted to help. He wanted to do good things. You got Electro, who wanted like I, like something else in life. He didn't want to really go back to being his former self. But he didn't want to continue to be a villain, I guess, because that, that's not really who he is ultimately. So Peter was trying to help him out, and then also. Probably the guy who stole the show was, of course, Willem Dafoe, who played Osborne, a.k.a. Um, uh, Green Goblin. So when you first, you know, really encounter him, he's Norman Osborne, who wants to just help. He wants to help out Peter and kind of helping these villains. But at some point, you see Green Goblin take control and then he encourages the other villains to rebel against them 
and then chaos ensues. It's a big, this big fight between Green Goblin and Peter, Tom Holland's Peter. And then it goes to the point where, you know, Aunt May's got the, Aunt May has this antidote that's supposed to cure Norman, but it doesn't work. And then he sends his glider to come in and then it actually hits Aunt May. And then he, um, <laughs> drops a bomb and then flies off. So at first you think May is okay. But as a few minutes go on, you see that she is not okay. She actually ends up dying. Which is pretty horrible. It's actually a pretty, actually a pretty sad scene. And then this is where the other Spider-Man come in, kind of help out. Help in the process of curing these villains. And then there's this big epic battle between all of them. And all that, and then it eventually comes down into the big final fight between Tom Holland's Peter and Green Goblin. And it took, goes to the point where just Tom Holland's Peter just beating the crap out of him. And to the point where actually he picks up the glider and is about to kill him. But then Tobey Maguire's Peter comes out and stops him. Because <laughs> you know, really Peter's not a killer. He's really not. And... Tom McGuire's Peter knows that you had to live with that guilt for the rest of his life. So he stops him from doing it. And then ultimately, Norman is cured. So Green Goblin is pretty much gone and normal. Uh, Norman is back to normal. And then what happens then is that the multiverse really starts ripping apart due to the spell that was... Because what happened with the spell originally is that Doctor Strange had to, because it got out of control, Doctor Strange had to contain it in his box. And he had this, so he had to contain it, but Green Goblin launched a bomb in it, and then unleashed a spell. And so you start seeing kind of the, the sky rip open, you start seeing villains and people from different universes starting to come in. So Doctor Strange is trying to his best to really fend him off, but the only way to fit an office is to really cast the spell again, but a different form. And so Peter, Tom Holland's Peter, convinces him to cast a spell, not just to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, but that everyone forgets who Peter is. It's as if he never existed. Which is it's pretty crazy. So he, he says goodbye to the other Spider-Man, also MJ and Ned. And then Doctor Strange kept the spell. And pretty much everybody... It's not that he don't doesn't exist anymore. But pretty much everybody is as if he doesn't exist. He's like, legally... Excuse me. Legally, he does exist. But nobody knows, knows him. And so it flash forwards into about Christmas to Christmas time. At least around there. And then he finally meets up with MJ again. But uh, his intent was to go in and try to get to know her again. And probably ask her out. And get just reacquainted with everybody. But then he sees kind of the bruise that MJ got from the fight. And then he kind of just comes to the realization that them like being with him. And then just kind of knowing that he's Spider-Man and everything is that... Wait, like, he doesn't want them to be in danger anymore, so he actually just lets them go. 
pretty much, and just lets them like live their lives. And then you kind of in the final shot, you see pretty much him. He has an, his own apartment in New York City, and he has built his new his own suit with just a sewing kit. Now, and he's fancy tech and everything, which pretty much just a sewing kit with just classic Spider Man. And then you just kind of see him just kind of swinging off, and that's pretty much that's pretty much the end of the movie. And so, I mean, overall, this movie is probably my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. It even beats, even though *Tobey Maguire* is my favorite, it does beat those movies because it just it was so well done. And not only that is that this movie really it completes this trilogy from *Homecoming* to *No Way Home*. It, it really does complete it because really this was his origin story into becoming Spider-Man because at the end of this movie he really steps into the role of being the Spider-Man we all know. Which is pretty it's really cool. It's really cool to see and I can't cannot wait until, until we see you know what to do with this character and it's kind of him being just the normal friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that we all know, and just where it just the story goes from there, and whether he gets reacquainted, actually gets reacquainted with MJ and Ned, it's it's a lot of questions. But again, I really just like how they handled Tom Holland's Peter and everything. So I'm, I'm just I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. So again, it was probably again. Definitely my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. It's just absolutely fantastic. And again, it was absolutely great. Not only to see all these villains again, but also, of course, Tim McGuire and Andrew Garfield. Just seeing them again, I hope. Really, they get their own movies. There's rumors about that. And especially Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield really did a fantastic job in this, in this movie. He's really, he's underrated. He was really underrated in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, I think. So, I hope he does get a chance to come back into the role as, and then probably have his own solo movie, because his trilogy is is incomplete. The, the last movie ends off in a cliffhanger, so it needs to be completed, and everything. So, again, I really enjoy this movie, and I definitely, if you're a Spider-Man fan, go and see it. Because even if you're not going to see it, cause it is it's really excellent movie, and I mean really, if you look at the box office, it has like just um, domestically it has probably like over two hundred fifty million dollars in the box office, and just worldwide it's like over like five hundred thirty million, and that's that's just the opening weekend. That is pretty impressive right there, really really impressive. And as it tells you. That if you don't make a movie woke, people actually will like it. Because there's nothing really woke about this movie at all. That's what makes it even more better. There's no woke, woke messaging or anything. It's just a movie for the fans. That's pretty much all it is. And I'm all here for it. So definitely go see it again. And I, I highly, highly recommend it. And I give this movie probably like a 10 out of 10 rating. It's, it's that good. And so, that's the end, really, for this review right here. So, I hope you all kind of enjoyed it. 
So, oh crap, sorry about that. So, uh, be on the lookout. So, I'm going to be releasing this episode today, as I record it, hopefully. But also be on the lookout for another another kind of special episode, which would be the Christmas episode, because I'm actually recording it right after this one. But that episode will be released on Christmas Day. So, um, yeah, definitely tune in for that. Otherwise, y'all have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and I'll see y'all back in 2022. My name is Sean Clinton, and this is God of Freedom Show. If you enjoy this episode of the God of Freedom Show, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Remember, you can find the show on our podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Thank you for listening and watching, and as always, all glory to be to God. Trouble.